Welcome back to Wings on Wings. I'm Doug. You startled me. I'm Brett. <laughs> I'm Tatum. I'm Michelle. Also startled. Yeah. Uh, I'm DJ. There's two startled boys uh, right now. <laughs> startled men. Uh, and we just watched. Uh, Shit. We just suffered through <laughs> season seven, episode seven. So long, Frank Lloyd Wrong. A terrible title. <laughs> so bad. For what is a terrible episode. Somebody patted themselves on the back for like, mm-hmm. I fucking nailed the title of this episode. Yeah, they really did. Do you feel like somebody came up with, like somebody was sitting around, they're just sitting around a table like brainstorming, right? And yeah. somebody was like, oh my God, Frank Lloyd wrong. And then mm-hmm. they like backed themselves into the episode. <laughs> yeah. Right and, and and I feel like they were also trying to work in like Lloyd's replacement, so they were Lowell's replacement or Lowell's replacement, right. and they were trying to like work other. Yeah. Right, they should have given a whole episode to Lowell's replacement. Yeah, they should have. Uh, they should have been the A plot. But we're eating Jersey Barn Fires black garlic bacon, hot sauce. So. Uh, but yes, sure. uh, two things happen in this episode. And they both suck. Joe and Helen get an architect for their house that they almost blow repeatedly until they blow it completely. Because they're dicks. Because they blow. And uh, we get Lowell's replacement in uh, Bud Bronski. What a name. Jeff was, Jeff was like, oh, Bill Brasky, right? Uh, yeah, who is a military man with a... Uh, Seemingly dark airplane mechanic past. <laughs> dark airplane mechanic past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. the incident. An <laughs> incident. I just really like the phrasing of it. And I did enjoy it. At least they, they... All right. God, this episode was, what, about nine hours long, it felt like? Just would not end? Give, give or take an hour, yeah. Mm-hmm. I took a couple naps. Okay, uh, Wings on Wings listeners, uh, if any of you are trying to follow along... Skip this episode. Just, just don't even fucking bother. This episode sucks. Anything that was anything we were doing well at the beginning of the season, where it's like, oh, we got a couple of good episodes right in a row. No, we are, are we are on a cold streak from hell. Yeah. On the bright side, this sauce is tasty. Yeah, it quite, is quite delightful. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So in this episode, All right. I don't know what the cold was. There a cold open? Yeah, the cold open was um, the new mechanic. Brian comes in. Joe is like, "Where the hell is this new mechanic?" And he was like, "I don't know. Isn't he here?" It's like, "No, he hasn't been here. Whatever. What does he look like? I don't know. He sounded reliable on the phone. Whatever." And then they walk into the hangar. And he's been there since 4 a.m. Right. Working so. on the plane. And then we meet him and he is yelling in his military voice and calling them sir. And it annoyed me straight off the bat. Snaps right into attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just starts barking out what's going on. And it's like, okay, you're wrapped a little bit too tight. I guess it's the old shtick of it's like, oh, the military man who just can't let go of the military. Yep. Sure is. Well, they went the opposite of lull. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah, that makes sense. They also, um, seemingly, they're like, "Oh, this guy didn't show up," and they looked for him nowhere. Right. So that's yeah. interesting. Which also raises the question: How did he get into the hangar without anybody noticing? Which calls into the question: The security of the Nantucket Airport. All valid points. Then again, this is also a pre nine eleven era. Pre nine eleven and Nantucket. Oh, yeah. 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 And exactly. pre shoe bomb. So yeah. 
<laughs> Bud Bronski, played by Brian Haley. Um, Brian Haley, a uh, character actor that lots of you will recognize from a lot of things. Uh, it says there are only 49 things, actually. Well, what are they? I know. Thanks for asking, Doug. I'm really shocked by 49 things, though. Uh, episode of Quantum Leap. Episode of Baywatch. Uh, Quantum Leap was a good show. It was. We, could, uh, we could do a, he is we could Mike, a podcast about that. He's Mike <laughs> Hammersmith, father of Spike Hammersmith from Little Giants. Mm-hmm. The guy that, the ringer that Al, that Al Bundy brings in to be on his Cowboys team. Oh, yeah. Who gets punked out by Icebox at the end. That's no cheerleader. That's my that's my niece Becky, and she's pissed. I love you for that. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, he played. He was on a. He played he a. Drew- talks about Little Giants, a surprisingly Little Giants, long. a great movie. Uh-huh. It's a great movie. We're gonna learn about intimidation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's so good. The mom wraps the kid in the carpet padding because uh-huh. my mom says that's not enough protection. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we should watch <laughs> Little Giants is great. Rick Moranis at his finest. Because yeah. I'm, I'm uh, struggling over here. You are a disaster. <laughs> I am, uh, I he played a Drew Carey lookalike on an episode of the Drew Carey show, which makes sense. I'm also oh, yeah. very messy. He is Secret Service agent Mitch in Mars Attacks. Mm. Marvin Thank in you. That Darn Cat. Christy <laughs> in the Tom Arnold-led movie remake of McHale's Navy. Oh, baby. Co-starring... Tim Curry. That was a thing. Yes, it was. Holy Bruce shit. Campbell also in that. Wow. Uh, the Hooded Avenger on 12 episodes of The Weird Al Show. Whoa. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, three episodes of The Hewleys. Uh, Officer Krebs and the Man Who Wasn't There. Training Captain in Pearl Harbor. Uh, Detective number two in The Departed. Uh, great, Mitch, oh, yes. Mitch Kowalski in Gran Torino. Uh, episodes of ER. An episode of 30 Rock. Uh, let's see. Color commentary for NFL Blitz 2012. Whoa! <laughs> oh, shit. Um, an episode of Orange is the New Black. Episode of Boardwalk Empire. Episode of The Blacklist. Uh, episode of I Kevin Can show. Wait. Uh, and an episode most recently of Law and Order in the in 2023 as Senator Alan Chandler. Oh, because are you even a real actor if you weren't on at least one episode of Law and Order? It's true. It's so true. Fair point. You, you would definitely know his face, even though he hasn't been in as many things as I would think. The typical sort of jock dad, blonde flat top sort of sort of guy. And he is uh, ex marine, very strict, and the new mechanic that uh, apologizes a whole bunch. And also occasionally flips out when he really thinks he's yes. done something wrong, right. as we'll find Confidence out later problem. in the episode. And Roy uh, fucks with him, because that's what Roy does to people. Yeah, so after the cold open, uh, the um, head vampire from the Lost Boys walks in. Correct. And who would that be? <laughs> uh, that is Edward Herman. Hmm. With uh, with two R's and two N's, believe it or not. What else was he in? Uh, well, he died in 2014. Oh, R.I.P. Rest of power. Uh, very famous, though. This is 138 things as an actor. Hmm. Uh, an like, actor. You like how I said actor? Uh, listen, him him joining this show for this one episode made him the best actor to ever appear on Wings. It, yeah. It's a toss-up between him and David Ogden Steers, right. I think. So, we're looking at, as an actor, starting in 1971... Uh, the Day of the Dolphin, The Great Gatsby, uh, and uh, Eleanor and Franklin TV movies where he plays Franklin Delano Roosevelt, which is an interesting... I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, yeah that's a gimme. 
Uh, let's see. Freedom Road, an episode of MASH. Oh. Uh, let's see. Because if you weren't on MASH, were you even an actor? In the 70s. He's F- he plays FDR in Annie, the 1982 Annie movie. So FDR, FDR uh, reoccurring, <laughs> reoccurring uh, role for him. Uh, the Purple Rose of Cairo, the man with the one red shoe. A Saint El- four episodes of Saint Elsewhere. Uh, uh, he is then Max in The Lost Boys in 1987. The most important role. Also in 1987, he's Grant Staten third in That's Overboard. the most important role. I uh, like Overboard so much, even though I understand now that it's very problematic. But no, it's so good. It's an excellent movie, but come on, you're going to say that's better than Lost Boys? I'm going to say that he's more important to Overboard than he is to Lost Boys. Uh, okay, in, that's a fair point. In then. 1993, he's Mr. Dingle in My Boyfriend's Back, which is an interesting <laughs> jo- zombie movie. There's been This is the second time an actor from My Boyfriend's Back has shown up on, okay. on Wings. Good to know. Richie Rich, he is Richard Rich in, in the Macaulay Culkin vehicle. Richard, Richie Rich, he's Richard, the dad. Uh, he plays Herman Munster in the 1995 movie Here Come the Monsters. Uh, the abomination that recasts the monsters and thought that was going to work. That's the same year he appears here in Wings as Y.M. Berg, the architect. Uh, he is in an episode of Homicide Life on the Street. Uh, and uh, he narrates Liberty, the American Revolution TV miniseries. Homicide Life on the Street, a Law and Order spinoff. He's in a movie in 1999, a TV miniseries called Atomic Train, where he plays the president. An atomic train has the tagline, the final stop is deadly. It's Rob Lowe, Kristen Davis, and S.I. Morales. Hell yeah. A train filled with atomic devices threatens to destroy the city of Denver. Okay. I've, yeah. lost, I've lost my patience for this. He's, he's in, in a double lot. take. Uh, he's in The Shaft in 2001. He's in a TV movie about James Dean. Wrap it up. He's on uh, ep- he's on six episodes of Oz. Wrap he's on an episode up, of Crossing man. Jordan. I mean, Dave Chappelle's wrap it up late. Uh, he's in Welcome to Mooseport. Uh, he is in uh, The Aviator as Joseph Breen. Uh, UFO Files TV series he narrates. The Ten Commandments as a narrator. He got a lot of work as a narrator, apparently. Wedding <sighs> Days, Factory voice. Girl. Uh, Gilmore Girls as Richard Gilmore. I can't believe you wanted me to wrap it up before yeah. we got to his 154 episodes of Gilmore Girls. Laura, he played Laura Wise Dad. He sure did. I've never also, watched I liked that Factory show. Girl. He was Walter in an episode of 30 Rock. He did three episodes Walter. of Law and Order. Uh, everybody's in 30 Rock. Everybody. Uh, let's see. He was Jeremiah Larson in Bucky Larson, Born to Be a Star. Uh, let's see. Why do I feel like you're making some of these up? Nope. He's Senator Warren in the Wonder Woman TV movie that went nowhere. Uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren. He is he is Philip Wellington in Treasure Buddies, which is a yeah, uh, which is uh, a uh, Airbud uh, spinoff. Oh shit! Where it's a bunch of Airbud puppies and their treasure hunters. Oh, and then he died so sad. He's in three. He's in three episodes of Harry's Law. Okay. Uh, he was on a movie called Heaven's Door. He was on CSI. Uh, one episode of How I Met Your Mother. Six episodes of The Good Wife. He was in Wolf of Wall Street just as a voice. He was in the remake The Town That Dreaded Sundown as Reverend Cartwright. Uh, and he did two episodes of American Dad. All right. So Casey comes downstairs and she... <laughs> Faye is asking her about He was also on Coach of the Year. <laughs> Um, and she turns around and sees this man sitting at the lunch counter, and she was like, oh my god, do you know who that is? What was the name again? 
YM. Y, yeah. Y, y, y. M. Berg. Berg. Y M. Berg. Here we go. Played by y. Edward M. Herman. Berg. What else was Edward Herman? <laughs> no. Mm. No. He was in Mon- Monsters. <laughs> 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 this podcast is over. <laughs> yeah, she totally fangirls out. She about totally a, fangirls. An architect. Yeah. <laughs> and she walked up to him, talked to him about his uh, use of space and design and all of these things and he was very impressed and then she got a phone call about a job so she ran back over to the counter and enter joe and helen correct mm-hmm. yep so he's sitting there minding his own business about to have a cup of coffee and looks like order something from the lunch counter yep. and joe walks in starts talking to helen about what they're gonna do for a house and, of course, he says, oh, I may have found a way so we can afford paying any of those. He says something. I can't remember exactly what, but he says something derogatory about architects. Yes. Yeah. Which, of course, raises the ire of Y.M. Berg. He's like, hmm, what's happening here? He's very pretentious. He comes off as uh, an, an arrogant ass yeah. in the show. Yeah. <laughs> Which Joe immediately mimics as soon as he figures out who he is. Yes, right. Because Joe and Helen begin this episode. As hot piles of garbage. Yeah. They're just rude well, ass. Surprise! At first, surprise. At first they're just looking in their catalog at prefab, prefab houses, houses right. which yeah. are prefabulous, according to Joe. And <laughs> one, of the, one of the DJ, many. Uh, you laughed like that through the entire episode. <laughs> one of the many, uh, quote, jokes. I mean, because you can't see my you. air quotes. How dare you? Quote, there, was, they, there was not a single joke um, in this episode. But yeah, so they uh, are looking at their prefab catalog, and you know, Y.M. Berg should just mind his own fucking business, but he doesn't. But then they do get very rude. Well, he hears their story, and then he's like, well, I'll build your house, I'll even cut my fee, and they're like, we'll leave this to the professionals. Um, and yeah. And yeah, then, and and then they chase him so down. He's so desperate for yes. work. Right, yeah. Then Casey comes over, and she's like... Oh my God! What was he talking to you about? Yeah, that's my Casey voice, and um, <laughs> it's, very, it's very accurate. <laughs> and they say, oh, he was so desperate for work. He offered to build our house, and she was like, "Oh my God! Do you know who that is?" Yeah. Um, and then they chase him down. Yeah, and she just goes to the the stands and pulls off a an uh, why can't I remember what one, an issue? Weekly? An issue. Oh. I was like, oh yeah. What, I was like, what's an episode of a magazine called? That? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an issue of Architect Monthly, which is clearly just going to be on every newsstand, right? Well, it'd be at an airport. Like people got to read weird shit at airports, right? No. No. I think that's where they send all the magazines nobody uh, else wants to buy yeah. because if you're on an airplane, you'll read anything. Right. No, including I Skyball. always Skyball. bought. Yeah. So I used to travel for work. I was on air airplanes at least 35 weekends out of the year. Damn. And I would always, that's where I would buy like my bougie magazines that I would not. Like Architect Monthly. Yeah. Not, no, even like mm. more, uh, more, um, Pretentious artsy than that. Yachting Weekly. (laughs) (laughs) Or like really obscure. Boat Shoe Digest. (laughs) Boat Shoe Digest. I thought you were going to say Boat Shoes Diaries, which sounds like a spinoff of the Red Shoes Diaries. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, but she picks it up and there there's his work and they're like, oh my God, that's amazing. It's so beautiful. So they chase him down. Yeah. He, uh, 
designed a house for Caroline Kennedy. Yeah. 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 Princess. Oh, yeah. Princess, Princess Catherine. As your listeners Caroline. can tell, this episode sucked. This is so bad. This yep. is so uh, painful. So, so they go to his office. He's got the press involved. He builds them a number seven. Yep. It has no stairs. They hate it. <laughs> they can't tell them they hate it uh, because they're also cowards. Uh, and then they stew overnight about the number seven uh, house. And then... The, Dude, you're gonna do the whole episode. No, yeah, people seconds. can jump in, but there's there's nothing else that <laughs> has like no meat on the phone. I do. Phone. I want to talk about the the number seven house. Okay. <laughs> so he does. He designs in the house mm-hmm. because it, Helen keeps saying she wants this little like Cape Cod, like a traditional Cape Cod. I mean, they live like on, yeah. in Nantucket. I would imagine every house is a Cape Cod style house. Yes. We you know, and she wants a little white picket fence and window boxes and blah blah blah. And don't. And uh, she um, she keeps saying this, and he's like, "Oh, we don't want to do that then, because all your neighbors have that, right?" So then, uh, I gotta say it. They design the seven. He he asks how they feel about chiaroscuro lighting. Mm-hmm. Which um, you wouldn't happen to know what that is, would you? Yeah. Okay. Chiaroscuro <laughs> is like uh, very high contrast. Um, so it would be a really dark background with like almost flooded light onto the subject. So it's like an, an art thing. Um, and it creates like a really crazy high contrast look. Um, so not appropriate for a residential. Not appropriate for residential. Oh, that's so what it of, looks like. So the thing you'd want if you were going to like display a sculpture, exactly. or a sculpture, yeah, exactly, right. or okay. do a one man show. I was yes. going to say, or take a picture of um, uh, Ian Curtis from Joy Division. Yes. Okay. Spot on. Spot on. Thank you. So yeah, so then he's like, oh well, how do, do you do a lot of formal entertaining? And we know Joe with his like once a year he gets the boys together to watch. I don't know. Football? I'm not mm, sure. No, he definitely doesn't watch um, football. Croquet. But like, <laughs> you know, and he just keeps going along with it. He wants to be all fancy. But they he designs this number seven house that looks a little like Stark Tower. And I just want to, like, ask everybody if you, what's like the weirdest house you've ever seen? And would you want to live in it? Hmm. The weirdest house we've ever seen. Yeah. Um. Shit. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, I've seen a lot of like weird in this area, especially. There's a lot of weird like mid-century or like also seventies like geometric design yeah. homes that are like kind of boxy. Yeah. So I love a mid-century, and I'm totally fine with boxy and that's probably about as modern as i would like but there has to be a wall of windows somewhere because i need lots of natural light um i i could yeah would you live in a number seven no no that was irrational yeah so and obviously with the the title they were going off of Frank Lloyd Wright. Um, so I'm thinking of like some of his designs. And obviously in Pennsylvania, we have falling water. Um, 
It's out near Pittsburgh? It's out near Pittsburgh, yeah. And I think he designed that for um, Kaufman. Remember the department stores Kaufman's Mm -hmm. that the May Corporation bought? So that was the owner of that. That's who he designed that house for. And I don't know if you've ever been there, but it is really cool. I would hate the maintenance on it, but I could live in something like that. Oh, it's beautiful. Like some of the cantilever designs. Yeah. Um, I... It's very – it feels like you're in the fucking woods. It does. Yeah. It's a pretty sweet house. Yeah. What would be the ideal number, to, like, shaped house to, to live in? Like, a one? Just yeah. Like up, <laughs> up, down, that's it? Like, yeah. I guess, right? Yeah. I mean – I wouldn't want to live in, Most like people two. who live in a high-rise live in a one. Yeah. yeah. Essentially, it's a one. <laughs> two would be hard. <laughs> two would suck. Yeah. Three also. That's the time. Yeah. Yeah. Eight, eight. Eight oh, would be boy. a nice balance. Yeah, eight wouldn't be so bad. You could put some balconies in the yeah. middle. Five, maybe if you lay it right. down, though. Five? Maybe instead yeah. of up and down. No. Maybe if you lay it down, yeah. and then there's like cool courtyards or there you go. Mm. Yeah. yeah, fancy, yeah. fancy. I like it. Cool. I think the weirdest house I think I've ever seen I'd like to live at was um, this is mainly Brett. Do you remember where we went for Mike's wedding back in 2010? I sure do. Yeah. So the fellow we know, he was getting married. I think the bride's dad was friends with some dude from we were up in Ithaca New York yeah. the guy had money and he was connected because he had a he had an um, Academy Award on one of his mantles yeah mm-hmm. and apparently he worked with some Hollywood types and that's where he got it because I, th- I think it said Whoopi Goldberg on it of I all think things so. but it was a weird series of houses he had Whoopi Goldberg's Oscar from Sister Act were you there? No. no. Oh. Nor did Whoopi Goldberg win an Oscar for Sister Act. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she was robbed, damn it, robbed. She I remember none of this. But the main selling point on it was it looked like the kind of place where it would be a ton of fun to live in the summer. Um, although winters in Ithaca are quite unpleasant. Yeah. Oh, it also has up there. one of those sick-ass overhead showers, so it feels like you're standing in like a very severe rainstorm, but it's mm-hmm. warm. I remember taking a shower then and just deciding to myself, I'm never leaving here. I, I, can, I can never leave the shower. It was too nice. Did you shower there? Yeah. I wasn't you, supposed to, but I showered. Did you I was take a sweaty a, mess. Did you take a bath there? Yeah, did you bathe there? Did you take a bath in a stranger's house? <laughs> if there, were, if that was an option, I would have. Weird. I think they also <laughs> used his bidet, truth be told. I, I definitely used the bidet. <laughs> this is time. only like marginally related, but I went to once an estate sale that was just like maybe 30 minutes down the road from our house. So it's like in the middle of the woods. And it was an it was just an old farmhouse, but it was this guy who owned like a jazz record label. And this was where he like lived in the summers. And the entire living room that they were selling was all furniture from the set of Out of Africa. Isn't what the that fuck? Weird? And it was like expensive. <laughs> we we just went I bought like a I bought a book that was an Edward Gorey book and then I bought Something else. I don't know. I wasn't there. Yeah, but I brought I brought some something home for you. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't really um, remember. <laughs> I was a uh, R Crumb. Oh, that's where the R Crumb comments yeah. came from. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, there was like. You should weird watch the R Crumb documentary way off topic. Yeah. I'm an itching. I love that documentary. <laughs> We're trying to get as we far are, off topic yes. as we possibly can. So, what else happens, right? They get mad. They don't Nothing. like the house. They go to him and they tell him, and he says, he Helen's supposed to talk to him. And Helen goes in, all full of piss and vinegar. Yeah. And he says that the, the, the Nantucket board didn't, didn't approve his design. 
Right. They want classic. They so, want so he's built this wonderful Cape Cod so he's for her. Designed a beautiful so she backs down Cape because Cod. she has to think it's his idea that they didn't want to do it. And then Joe, in the in his infinite assholeism, where he assumes the wrong in everything, sees them being happy and assumes something is wrong, storms in and ruins the whole thing for everybody. Right. Yeah. And so he Joe Hackett not to- sucks. Yes. Yep. And then the B-plot is just that Brian's trying to get to the bottom of this incident. Yeah. And then it turns out, like, a plane crashed and this guy had nothing to do with it. Right. He just feels that it's his fault because he wasn't sure he tightened a bolt, but he was cleared by by military investigation and committee. Yeah. Uh, no one died, but I think he said a chief of staff and two senators, two senators. Had, to, had to bail. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. like that. But... So. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the episode. That's, oh, um, okay, also, he's only, he's only on eight episodes of Wings. So in the in the cold open as well, Scarpacci comes in and he starts talking oh, to C-plot. him. Oh, yeah, I was gonna C-plot. say yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he he starts talking to him in the airplane hangar, and he was like, "Listen, Lowell was like my best friend. I'm sorry if I'm being standoffish, but Lowell was my best friend, and mm-hmm. it's gonna be really hard to replace him." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, that's totally fine. I understand." Then he's basically like begging him to hang out with him. Yep. He's like, "Please, why don't you understand? I'm just, I just want to be friends." Yeah. So we continue with Sad Sack Scarpacci. Honestly, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking because <laughs> we talked about that last time mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Like, come on. Well, because even at the end, he's like, "Don't think this is going to become a regular thing or anything." And he's like, "What do you have plan? Do you have plans for Thanksgiving?" Yeah. Now you do. So. Yeah. yeah. That was it. That's it. <laughs> uh, I, I can't tell if this TV show is very hard to write or very easy to write because you don't have to write jokes. I mean, nobody's writing, so <laughs> they're writing in the loosest sense just of the word. Would write it, yeah. It, all, it turns out Wings is all improvised. I feel like just the writers' room, like, has it was no. Like, it was rules. like the writers' room on when Itchy and Scratchy. Just <laughs> yeah. monkeys at time. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have, like, they the have no rules, so time. people are like. <laughs> I'm just not going to show up to work today. So yeah. then it's just one person going, shit, I need to write something. Uh, like an architect. Like, builds a seven. Shelly, I know that you hate this part of the show, but I'm actually going to look and see the writers of, of Wings. Oh, boy. And what else he's done. <laughs> Let's see what the dregs of humanity look like. I just want to say, listeners, you know that this sucked so bad because Michelle mm-hmm. has now let DJ do yep. a third IMDb. So this yeah. was written by Howard... Uh, Gerwitz? Gerwitz? Go, go, I was going to say Father O'Brien Gerwitz. <laughs> yes. So he wrote, or was pro- he's a producer on something called The X's for in 2015 for 63 episodes. He's producer co-executive of, producer. That's not yes, even a real executive thing. Executive producer on Everybody Hates Chris. Consulting producer on Just Shoot Me. Uh, executive producer on Jenny, the Jenny McCarthy show. Wings. Related by birth TV movie. Sibs. Uh, Down and Out in Beverly Hills TV series, uh, Taxi. He produced 22 episodes of Taxi. My God, in Hollywood, you really do fail upwards. And he's written... <laughs> yes. Yes. In life, you fail yeah. upwards. So he's, he's, he's been listed as a writer in 24 things. Wait, but Taxi was pretty... Starting nice. with starting mm-hmm. with Busting Loose. Uh, <laughs> a TV series called Co-Ed Fever. He wrote an episode of Three's Company. Uh, but he wrote he wrote five episodes of Bosom Buddies. <laughs> okay, maybe it's not oh all bad. Ten, ep- yeah. ten, ten episodes of Taxi. Uh, 
two a TV a movie called Mr. Success. You yes. skipped right over that I know. Well, one. Because I'm picking the good stuff. Why? One, one episode Why? of The Simpsons. Let's be honest about his An career. episode of Larry Sanders Show. Sib, no, 10 episodes Larry of Wings. Sanders 17 show. episodes of Jenny. Three episodes of I mean, of The Just Simpsons has been on for like 47 years. I think I wrote an episode <laughs> of The You wrote 24 episodes <laughs> of Oliver Bean. <laughs> I did too. So he wrote 10 episodes of Taxi, and I would love to know what episodes they are. Probably the 10 worst. I don't know. I uh, probably couldn't tell you. It was probably coked out of his mind. It's true. Was. Fucking asshole. So, Anywho, on the bright side, the sauce is delicious. Yeah. I know. It was. Do you want to, you want to rate some shit? Yeah. yeah. So I want gonna, to start. We're going to rate this episode? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. 0.5. Woo. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Break so, out the blades. I'm going to give it a one just because uh, Grant from Overboard was on it. Yeah, I'm going to give it a one because while it was horribly dull, uh, it wasn't necessarily offensive. It was just really bad. That's true. They didn't offend. Yeah. Only architects. Yes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm going to go with a one, and that's uh, 0.75 of that is based on uh, Edward Herman being there and having... um, I could listen to him all day, and actually, now that I think of it, I used to listen to him narrate the uh, uh, documentaries on the History Channel back when that was good, back 20 years ago. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a one, because there was that one joke <laughs> where uh, Roy was like, oh shit, you found the records that were supposed to be sealed. Oh, right. And I, that was it. Yeah. The, At least they tried. That was, I got a, he got a half smirk out of me on that. God, right. this fucking sucked. Jersey barn fire. <laughs> I am the only asshole here. <laughs> um, Jersey barn fire hot sauce, black garlic bacon. Um... <laughs> Who says you can't have too much of a good thing? Wings. Um, <laughs> the company that brought you the original black garlic hot sauce now introduces black shallot to the already incredibly rich, deep umami flavor bomb. Uh, and then also adding bacon to it. I love this sauce. I love black garlic to begin with. I cook with black garlic a lot. Um, who doesn't love bacon? That is not vegan. Um, I am going to give this a 4.25. Wow. I loved it. I loved it. Fucking really generous. Yeah. Um, I really liked this also. I thought the black garlic flavor was really, really prominent. I didn't taste the bacon as much, but I don't really love bacon all the time. So, like, there was a smokiness, but I didn't really taste, like, overwhelming bacon. So, I think that actually worked out well for me. Um, when I first saw this sauce, I was thought it was just going to taste like steak sauce and it didn't. And so I was really impressed. I'm going to give it a four. Wow. And it was like a little bit hotter than I expected. Oh yeah, that as well. My lips burned for a little bit afterwards. Mm. Uh, I had a vastly different experience. I have no heat. It tastes like dirt and I would probably not use it on anything else or on wings ever again. Oh, really? uh, Holy yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. No, I did not like this at all. Uh, like, not even a little. Are you getting sick? Uh, allergies are killing me all day. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, didn't like this. Uh, I'm giving it a two. You're not a smoky guy either. I, I remember that. So like that, 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 that right. fucking yep. sabotages this on yep. you. And I do agree with Michelle. There's no, I didn't get any bacon flavor. So, like. I did. Yeah, I didn't get any. I, didn't really I think your allergies bacon, are fucking you up. I yeah. loved the black garlic flavor. Yeah. But, yeah, I wonder if your allergies mm-hmm. are taking your. Senses away a little. You move something on you. I thought you were going to shove it in my face. All right. <laughs> um, I am 
The only complaint I have about this is I did get the bacon flavor, and I a little bit of bacon goes a long way with me. I eat bacon very rarely, just because it's so overwhelming to me. Everything about this was fucking delicious. Uh, I loved it. Probably going to get some more. This was not quite as good as the other black garlic sauce we had like two years ago, but it's still pretty goddamn good. I'm going to go a four. All right. Um, <clears throat> it says right on the bottle, like, breakfast, steaks, chicken, fries, burritos, rice dishes, and more. I would probably put this on all of the above. Uh, this is really fucking good. And yeah, I agree with the heat. I felt it. We looked at each we other. We looked like, at each other. Lips. This hurts. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> literally zero. Heat. Yeah. Wow. Uh, zero. I am wow. going to go uh, 4.25. I fucking love this. Yeah. This is quite delish. Yeah. Like, yeah. like 4.25 is like Honestly, top yeah. rated of any sauce that we've done on this show. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think we've ever done wow. a 4.5 even. Yeah. remarkable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, vastly, yep. it's wild how like we're because usually we kind of cluster together. Yeah, but yeah, this one. But then again, this is your allergies. I even got mm-hmm. heat. Like this didn't really, this didn't like phase me too much. Yeah. But I was even picking up. I was like, oh, there's some pleasant yeah. heat here. Yeah, holy shit, man. My allergies aren't going to stop the heat. You never know. Your allergies yeah. are potent. The heat is on. Number, Number two. two. Yeah. This <laughs> fucking great. I loved it. It was so good. Yeah. Brett and wow. I even looked at each other. Yeah. We were both blotting our lips yeah. with our napkins. Like, I know we'd be high contrary. Like, hey, your yeah. lips, my lips. Yeah, this is fucking hot. I even saw you guys doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, like, yeah. Yeah. Hell I yeah. I will say, I don't know what it is about this sauce, but it's all over me. Oh, I'm yeah. It, it, was, it was wildly messy. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh, it's so good, though. Hell yeah. yeah. Holy sheep shit. Yeah. I want this on a burger. <laughs> Yes. So yeah, it would be so or, good. Uh, yeah. Some, bar- some uh, something out of a smoker. Yeah. yeah. Some crumbled blue cheese on that Let's shit. Go. Okay. Are we? Let's go. <laughs> All right. Send us fucking home, Michelle, with the plucks. All right. Check us out at underscore wings on wings on Twitter and Instagram, wingsonwings.podbean.com, or email us at wingsonwingspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on the soon to be named network at STBN Network on Twitter, soon to be named network.com, soon to be named network.tumblr.com. Uh, where you can find lots of other good podcasts like We Need Wrestling, hey. At Odds with Wrestling, Longbox Heroes, Final Wrestling Place, more wrestling podcasts. <laughs> well, I think you named them all. <laughs> you did a good job. Yeah. Thank you. Right? That's it? That's it. Doug? Wings on wings. Tomko, give me a beat. No. Listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Network.